0: Welcome to the Monday edition of the Grateful No Matter What podcast. I'm Kyle the Grateful. And on today's episode, we're going to do things a little bit differently. It's not just going to be me talking today. Because for the first time, I have a guest. I'm going to be sitting down with Melissa Romero, also known as the Spiritual Misfit, who is an evolutionary speaker, an energy healer, a success coach, and so much more. Today, I have an amazing guest with me, Melissa Romero, aka The Spiritual Misfit. She's an evolutionary speaker, an energy healer, and success coach. Utilizing her vlog, The Spiritual Misfit, and other offerings, she seeks to inspire others through their personal evolution to discover and unlock their true potential. Her approach to healing and growth is raw, real, and yet nurturing. Melissa prides herself in teaching practical application of life principles, emphasizing self-love, forgiveness, and a holistic approach to spirituality and success. How did I do? Good?
1: That was good. That was good.
0: <laughs> Thank you for coming today. Thank you for joining me. Um, I want to let everybody know that this is my, not inaugural podcast, but it's my first guest on my podcast. And I don't want to, you know, hype you up, but you know, I wouldn't want anyone else besides you because we've built such a good rapport over the past. Yeah. I tried to think about how many months it was, but I couldn't remember exactly, but it's been so long funny. enough. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, uh, in a good way.
1: It's awesome. I'm super, super honored like yeah. to be your first, to pop your cherry. <laughs> yeah, your no, first, I yeah. mean, I, I've
0: been wanting to do it. And I was talking to a friend today and I was just like, I got to do it. And she was just like, yeah, you just have to like, just dive in. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? She's like, think of something that would embarrass you the most. And then think about this, which is exactly. at the end of the day, <laughs> not that much. But, okay. so. As I said, your name, uh, you know, you go by the spiritual misfit. And yes. one of the first questions that I wanted to ask you was, and I get asked this question a lot, and it could be loaded. So maybe you, you don't have to be as concise as you want, but you could, you know, tell me whatever you want. But how did you start your journey, you know, your journey towards spirituality, towards becoming a vegan, all these things? Like, I guess, like, how did it begin and how did it evolve into where you are today?
1: Yeah, so I feel like my my spiritual journey, I've been on it almost my entire life. I, yeah. I've questioned everything since I could remember. Um, that's just a part of who I am. And that kind mm. of goes with my name, the, the misfit, the spiritual misfit. Um, but yeah, so that's my journey through spirituality. It really hit me hard when I uh, had my oldest son. Uh, I decided I wanted to change my life and, you know, go into And I knew that there was more. And so then I had him and I just wanted to do better for him. Um, but then of course, just like anytime you do anything for anybody else that doesn't last long. Right. So then I went right back to sleep, lived my life. And then, um, I went through a divorce and that like re-sparked everything and made me actually want to see what else is there. There has to be more out there. Um, and that's pretty much how that my spiritual journey got really strong, but I've been on it for, I mean, definitely for over 19 years. My oldest son is 19. Um, and, but my whole entire life, I've always, I never, I never could accept what they taught me. And I went to Catholic school my whole life. So I could never accept what it was. Like when I would, when I would go to religion class and they would talk I'm like, Ugh, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right to me. Mm-hmm. So I've always been um, on that spiritual quest. And in college, in college, I took um, as my elective courses, um, I took history of religion, um, just like all these like religion type courses to learn more. Cause I was like, there has to be more. Catholicism isn't anything. So of course, um, so I've always been very curious about it. Never uh, practiced it as much as I have been the last about, I'm really bad with time. So I'm going to say five, six years. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been like really, really deep into it and actually like just going in. Um, And then I think in the journey of, you know, learning because of course that spiritual quest is also learning to love and accept yourself, right? The mm, main yeah, thing yeah. on the spiritual journey is learning to love and accept myself. And as I learned to love and accept myself more, I started realizing that the food that I put into my body is a reflection of how much I love myself. So, like, and and you know, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. Like, I no, do love this peanut butter cups yeah. and ice cream today, Sunday. So, me and Ali are gonna go get some ice cream Sundays, vegan for me. But so, like, it's like. But, but it's such a it's so, so important that we that we nurture ourselves from the inside out and not only by what we read, by what we learn, um, our exercise habits, but also by what we consume. And I learned who was this about three years ago? I went to go do an ayahuasca retreat and um, they had said before, it was my first time, and they had said before that you can't eat an animal. Like you can't eat any animals before you go. It's It's this big diet that you have to do. And one of them is don't eat any animals. Mm -hmm. And when I asked, like I inquired, I'm like, why can't we eat animals? And they were like, because if you take in that type of energy, the suffering that that animal does, like when they suffer through their death or whatever, you're taking that in. So that becomes a part of you. So when you're on your ayahuasca journey, you might experience that suffering. And I was like, hold up, like I'm literally, and then it made sense to me, like I'm literally eating and I'm huge on energy. So I'm eating that energy and I'm bringing it into my body and I'm, and I'm, and I'm nurturing my body with this horrible suffering energy. And then I'm wondering why I'm tired and I'm wondering why every now and then I get really sad. And, you know, and so it all just made sense to me. And from then I stopped eating animals. Now the vegan, it took me a little bit. I was vegetarian for a little bit and then as I started exploring it more then I ended up becoming vegan and so yeah that's that's my journey pretty much
0: yeah and there's a lot there's a lot to uh to pick from that but <clears throat> one of the things I want to circle back with is obviously the plant medicine but um what you were talking about taking on the energy of the animal mm-hmm. now I'm not sure if you you've heard of this but there are apparently like farms where, They whisper into the animal's ear right before they're about to get killed, like to kind of try to calm it down. Now, I mean, no one can see your face right now, but you're you're like almost—I don't know if you're grinning, but it's like I, me personally, just me personally, and maybe you can attest to this. An animal knows it's gonna get if it's gonna get slaughtered. I don't think whispering sweet nothings into its ear (laughs) is going to make any difference. I think that's just a way for them to, I guess, pass it off as humane. Yeah. You know, and and I started to I started to feel the way you did as far as like what I'm consuming. It just didn't vibe with me anymore. You know, I didn't feel the need for another animal to suffer for me to, you know, nourish my body. Even though, yes, we started off as hunters and gatherers, but, you know, we also would like do a lot of other primal barbaric things hundreds of thousands of years ago. Doesn't mean that we have to continue to do that. You know, so I, I definitely agree with that. And it's tough when I meet people that eat meat, you know, and I try to be like, you know, if you eat as mindful as possible, because like you said, you know, before you were just maybe putting just food in your, in your body, not thinking about what was in it, you know, and you became more mindful. And that led, I, I'm assuming, to you removing animal products because you didn't want to consume stuff that came from suffering,
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. you know, so... Yeah, I don't know. Have you heard of that, though? The the like the farms I, and the places that like, yeah, exist? I've
1: heard of that. And then also like in um Hare Krishna, they like uh, the Hare Krishna, they like raise their cows and treat them like royalty and, okay. you know, and things like that. But it's it's I agree with you. I agree with you uh, about how no matter what the animal has to suffer for us yeah. to eat it. Um and there's no humane, nice, kind way to kill. (laughs) There's not. There's not. And and I don't believe that you know it's necessary, especially this day and age with so many other things. I mean, we've we've been we're proof, you and I, that you can survive. Yeah. On without animals. Hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know.
0: It's just and it's tough. I don't want to sound preachy because even if you use the word vegan, a a lot of times nowadays, it's almost. I don't want to, I'm not trying to equate it to terrorism, but it's like, you're almost like, a, you know, you're very, it's, it's an aggressive word.
1: Yeah. Well, cause people, some people are like super extremists vegan. Like yeah. some people won't even like speak to people. I mean, the people that throw blood on, like, it's like, all right. Yeah. Like, and, and the thing is to each his own, right. We're each on our own journey. I'm not actually, my children eat meat. Yeah. Um, they don't eat beef. They don't eat pork, but they do eat chicken, uh, turkey. You cook my, it for them? My, No, no, I don't cook it, but well, for my little one, I will make him chicken tenders, which, but my oldest son, he'll eat a steak at a restaurant. And I, I, the thing is when I did it and I always, I'm a huge believer as a mother that my children are, my children are on their own journey. And I, and I live by example, like, and I teach them by example and I do what I can But just because I changed my entire life, and this might not be for everyone, right? Some people might disagree with what I'm saying right now. But just because I changed my life, I don't want them to feel the need to have to make that change as well until they're ready. And I think the time will come at some point when they're like, okay, I'm done. Like my little one, he will not even eat. Like beef to him is disgusting. Like he's never eaten beef his whole life. So like even a burger to him is like, ugh, or pork. Like he doesn't. He doesn't, he's never eaten that stuff. Cause I never ate beef and pork anyway, before, even before I became vegetarian, vegan, yeah. spiritual, that stuff. So, so that, so, but I, I, I let them, cause I don't want them to be resentful about it. I don't, I want them to do it mindfully and, and do it because that's what they want to do. Just like I'm doing it because that's what I want to do.
0: Well, but yeah, because you're not, it's almost like, I don't know, like you, like you were talking about, you know, and you said Catholic school, right? Mm-hmm. You were like, it was forced upon you.
1: Yeah,
0: for sure. And and when something's forced upon somebody or like, you know, pretty much, you know, they're made to do something, there's resentment. There could be bitterness. I'm not saying you, I'm just saying in general, there can be, you know, acting out against, you know, because you're being Mm -hmm. told to do something that just might not sit well with you, you know? I couldn't, I mean, not saying it's right or wrong, but I couldn't have imagined 19 year old me like being vegan or or plant-based.
1: Exactly.
0: I, I didn't even know what those terms. I didn't even know what that. I didn't even never even heard of it before that.
1: Exactly. You exactly. Know? And if your mom said, you know, guess what? I'm going vegan. Now it's your turn. You have to go vegan too. Like, what would you do? You'd probably be like,
0: no. <laughs> well, yeah, because you know, back then and people now, they're the same thing. It's you know, where do you get your protein, or you know, okay. how are you gonna, how are you gonna eat or survive? Like, you know, like obviously all these questions. You probably heard the same thing. You know, just yeah how people are going i get
1: get all of them yeah and then i get people that say the story about well if i treat an animal because i tell them because the big thing for me is the energy right yeah but then i always get people that say well if i treat this animal nicely and then feed it to you would you eat it and i'm just like no i wouldn't i wouldn't eat an animal i just don't i don't see the need i mean and then there's people have you ever heard the people that go to the extreme about well when you eat plants you're killing them and they have life and there's always like some kind of extreme and and that's okay there's room for that that's that everything has room for opinion or for you know there's an opposing factor to everything so you can say something about anything that you talk about and that's fine (laughs) (laughs)
0: but for me
1: this is what i believe
0: (laughs) yeah and there's and there's a rebuttal to after there's a rebuttal for that i mean with the plants but i i forget it but it's like almost i don't know like they regenerate well, the seeds and stuff like that. There's a, there's obviously not even an argument, but it's just like when somebody needs to use that as like a defense, yeah, you know that like like, like there's no point in at least for me engaging in or going down that road because they have already made up their mind and they're not trying to hear exactly what you have to say, you know. And um, I guess speaking of plants, we can get into the because I'm fascinated by it. And I've not just by by your journey with plant medicine, but like in general over the last you know five or six years um being introduced to like my first i think the one i what i told you about um was the rape was the first thing that i tried you know um with a shaman that i met and then when i was traveling in corsica and when i tried that i was a little bit apprehensive at first because you know my story you know i'm in recovery mm-hmm. so i was thinking about you know is this gonna, you know, am I gonna lose my sobriety? Am I no longer clean? And you know, I battled with that for a little bit, or at least you know, I had internal discussions because I was, you know, unsure. But also, I was, I was, I would say I was uneducated and misin, not even misinformed, just un, ill-informed, you know, about yeah. the the difference. And for me, the drugs and alcohol were a, a way to escape, you know, to escape reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but. For, you know, plant medicine, RAPE, I mean, there's other ones that I want to do. You probably know more than me about the certain ones, but like ayahuasca for sure. And like San Pedro and even, and mushrooms, you know, when done with the, I mean, at least with mushrooms, but when done, ayahuasca, San Pedro, when done, they're not meant to escape. Yeah. Like it's not a party. Mushrooms okay. are on the hand, they can be a party, you know, it depends on your intent. Yeah. But I've seen people take them and their experiences with them, with the intent of you know doing work or going within, and it wasn't like they weren't giggling and laughing the whole time. It was very much a a deep spiritual experience.
1: Exactly. So I've
0: I've got to this point where I'm I'm ready to. I just don't know when I'm ready. Like I'm ready to when when it the situation arises. Like not the perfect situation, but when it arises and I feel comfortable. But I'm ready. And I know you've done. A bunch. I mean, I'm not outing <laughs> you to anybody, I don't think. <laughs> but, I
1: don't care. But, Everyone that knows me knows I've done it. Yeah, <laughs> but you've done,
0: you know, you've done ayahuasca, right? And you've done mm-hmm. have you done San Pedro or no? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And what's the other one? The compo Bufo. Uh, I
1: haven't done combo yet. That's I'm gonna go soon to do that. But and that's I've a done frog Ufo. poison.
0: And yeah. Have you done mushrooms in ceremony or no?
1: Um, micro I haven't done mushrooms since high school and it wasn't ceremonial. <laughs> it was fun, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm definitely up for it. I'm definitely excited and it, I'm not excited. Um, what's the word? I am curious about it and I want to do it. And I mean, I've gotten offered mushrooms tons of times, but I won't do them until it's in ceremony. So for me, I feel like when we have these sacred plants from the earth, right, that we shouldn't do them recreationally. They should even, even smoking weed. Like yeah. I, I strongly believe that none of that should be done recreationally. I think it should all be done in ceremony. So um, as for plant medicines and escaping reality, I wanted to get back to that part because um, I, I, that really piqued my interest about escaping reality. And you know, plant medicine isn't intended for people to escape reality. But it can be used that way. And um like and abu- you do, like abusing
0: ayahuasca like abusing them? Like
1: you can see you see people that that because it takes you on a journey. It literally takes you outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um and it's not a beautiful journey. It's not, but it but it makes you like the whole the whole experience, especially like everything, the surroundings, the people that you're with. When you go to an ayahuasca retreat, it's 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 amazing the feeling like you're with you're amongst amazing people that are all trying to heal. They're all, you know, they all have, um, like the same mindset and they're all there to do better. And so you go into these ceremonies and you go into these places with these people and you notice, well, I've noticed from experience that, you know, there are people that, that use it as an escape. Um, and anything, anything can be used as an escape. If you don't, if you, if you're not careful now, it's not, And like you said, it has everything to do with the intention behind Mm -hmm. it. So um, you have to go in. And the thing is also when you do plant medicine, you're not, it's not like I'm going to do ayahuasca. I'm going to do San Pedro and all of a sudden life is going to be perfect. And that's another thing that people do is that they continue to go, continue to go, continue to go because they're waiting for this fix. Mm -hmm. They're waiting for this medicine to, to change their life. And the thing is, and I and I explain this to everyone um when they tell me about when they talk about it, um, is that I always say the grandmother, right? Ayahuasca, she it's like you you can bring a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink, right? Ayahuasca is like ayahuasca brings you to water. Now it's your job to drink. So ayahuasca will open the doors for you and say, Okay, this is what needs work. Then the You're rest is up yeah. to you. Yeah. So, like, like Taita, one of my Taitas is he's the he's the one of the high priest kind of shaman in the, with the family that I work with, uh, what he says is like going to drink in ceremony. That's only like 25% of the work. The rest of the work is done when you're home, when you're amongst your family, when you're like in the matrix at your job, that that's when the true work is done. Cause that's when it really presents itself. And that's when Aya is like, all right, now what are you going to do? Now, what are you going to do? Look at everything that I taught you. Now, what are you going to do? How are you going to use? Because there's tons of people that go, they drink ayahuasca. They're like, yeah, I feel great. And then they get home and then they go get high again. Or then they go smoke cigarettes again. Or then they go, you know, back to their life and abuse their wife or whatever it is. Like ayahuasca isn't a cure. It's like a door opening. It's like bringing that horse to water. Now, the rest is up to you. Mm -hmm. And that's how it is with all plant medicine. So that's why it has to be done sacredly. And you have to, have to, have to respect the plants, the earth. And that's why all of this, when you're in this practice and you're really serious about it, you tend to stop eating animals. You tend to, because you start realizing how important the earth is, how important everything, how connected we all are. My last journey um, in ayahuasca, I was literally, I turned into a puddle (laughs) and I'm laying in my bed cushion thingy. And I, my body was like a puddle, and it was like strings—not strings, like little streams of water, just connecting to everything, everybody in the in the ceremony, the ground, the trees, the trash can, the bucket full of puke. Like, and it just—it was just like this, this beautiful um, manifestation of who, what we truly are. We're connected to everything, every sentient and and nonsense it be we are all one so this is what these journeys this is where this takes you to this place but you have to respect the medicine and so many people do it as an escape or as well I'm going to go and I'm going to drink and then I'm never going to do drugs again because it's going to heal me no yeah. because i just shows you i just shows you and then you do the work and same with san pedro all of these plant medicines they they just they just get you to the place where you have to get and then you have to decide what you want to do from there, because nothing is going to force you to do better. Yeah, you know? well, it's,
0: I mean, from what it sounds like, I mean, and you probably explained it as clear as I've experienced so far is it makes you aware. I mean, it mm-hmm. maybe it, it pulls away the veil, right, or the yeah. curtains.
1: Exactly. And you
0: you're presented with this is what you have to work on. This is what's you know, and you can either look at it and say, okay, cool, I'm gonna not do anything and then i'm going to try to do ayahuasca or san pedro again be shown the same things you know but or you can actually put in the work and that's pretty much how everything works i know whenever i do a podcast it's always like you need to do the work and it sounds simple and it's not by any means Mm -hmm. but it's true i mean doing the work has a whole you know it has a whole laundry list of things you need to do and those three words but it's 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 true. You have to do the work, and from what I'm gathering from you, is that you it it opens your eyes.
1: It does. It does. It totally it lifts the veil in your eyes. It it unblinds you, right? To see where it is that you have to work. It's like it's like a mother, right? As a mom, I'll I'll compare I'll compare it to me. My job as a mother is to show my children. Look, this is this is this is how you should live your life. This is what I feel is the best for you. Mm -hmm. Now. I can't force them to actually live that life. Like I can't force them to become vegan. I can't force them. I have to be like, this is all I'm doing for you. I'm presenting this to you. Now you get to decide whether you wanna take it or not. And that's why they call they call Ayahuasca the grandmother, right? Or the mother, or because she presents it to you. She's like a sweet mother. That's like, okay, this is the work, love. Now you decide what you wanna do. And all of them are like that. Um, San Pedro, the grandfather, he's he's just like that. Like he's like, this is the work you have to do. And sometimes it's not pretty and it's not. And and you don't go in there looking for rainbows and butterflies and you know, it's 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 some stuff. And she's gonna show you your shit. And it's funny because San Pedro is very mild in comparison to um ayahuasca. So uh the shaman that I do San Pedro with, he was like, you know. San Pedro is like a grandfather, you know, your grandfather, like my grandfather growing up, he used to let me have a sip of his beer. He was like real like laid back. He was like here, he never really disciplined me. And you know, your grandmother is like, oh no, like this is how you have to do things. And that's exactly how it is. Like San Pedro is very mild on you. He's very soft, but you do get your lessons where with Aya, it's like, you gonna learn today.
0: (laughs) That's that's (laughs) interesting because at least what we've been taught society, you know, you would think the masculine would be the, you know, I'm laying it down, and you would think the feminine, the ayahuasca, would be like kind of like coddling you, and it's.
1: Think about your mom though, and your dad. Like, is your dad really the disciplinarian, or is your mom really the disciplinarian, and your dad is pretty? No, like... it's
0: different though. My, my my dad used to be more like that. Yeah, but <laughs> I, that could be a cultural thing too. But I yeah, get what yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying though. Like I can envision it in my in my in my mind where you know a grandfather, a grandmother. You know, the grandfather is like, you know, playing games with his grandchildren and, you know, just being silly, acting like a kid. And then the grandmother, you know, is the one like laying down the law saying, okay, quit this, set the table, do this. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it, you know. And that's but it, how it is. Some people, I mean, at least for me, I was thinking the total opposite. I was thinking, well, maybe I wasn't thinking the total opposite. Cause I know from talking to people that ayahuasca is, is no joke. You know, it's yeah. not something you go into like, Hey, I'm going to do ayahuasca this weekend and, you know, kind of hang out. It's not, something. You just, <laughs> no, no, it's not, you know, but it's been uh, like a lot of things. It's, I feel like it's been bastardized. Same thing with yoga. Yeah. Like you'll see people like advertising, you know, doing ayahuasca on a weekend in Brooklyn. No offense but, to anybody that does it. Like,
1: <laughs> so that's one thing. And, and I've learned that you have to, cause it's like, again, it's a sacred medicine. You have to be careful who you yeah. do that with. And my Taita, he says, um, he says, you know, it's very important how people grow the ayahuasca. He's like, you have to be wary of where you're getting your ayahuasca from. Is your shaman getting it from the side of a highway with a porta potty next to it, you know, and he's just cutting that root and that's what he's feeding you? Or is your shaman actually growing it? and and praying on it and you know and and t- tending to it and taking care of it and showing it love and then feeding it to you because that's those are two totally different experiences and it's so 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 important that's why whenever anyone says they want to do ayahuasca I always recommend the family that I work with because they are they are like ayahuasca their entire lives like my my has been doing it I think since he was like eight years old his fa- it's, it's just a lineage like he's been doing it his whole life he grew up on that so you have to have to have to be careful there's so many people that just go to like random places and you know but my taita also has shaman that work under him um some of his disciples that actually do serve the medicine and i would trust them um because they work under Mm taita and and it's uh, it's under his guidance uh and he's very 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 particular about how he serves his ayahuasca and how he tends to his ayahuasca and how he you know makes his ayahuasca and everything about it so it's very important that you that you be careful with that i i wouldn't recommend just going anywhere um to do it
0: yeah i, should, I, I wouldn't there's... that's something that i wouldn't screw around with but i know some people especially when you're in a certain state maybe of a, a desperation of you know this is my last resort they'll they'll do things out of desperation they'll do things and they'll just you know they'll take what they can get maybe it's close to them in proximity whatever it is i mean i wanted to go to the source if i could you know i wanted to go to peru or one of the sources you know for me personally um but i know there's other other ways to do it there's other places other locations but um the seed has been planted. It's gonna happen. I just don't know when She's exactly. She's calling
1: you. Um, She's calling you. They say, they say when 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 the when the grandmother calls you, it's very clear. Yeah. <laughs> it's very clear that you're being called. I mean, I can let you know where I go, or you can find your own, but just make sure you do your research. Uh, oh yeah. And make sure that that it's it, there are people that that's that's their life. Like they really believe, like they pray. Like my my I thought will not make any decisions without consulting the medicine. That's how sacred this medicine is to him. He doesn't make any huge decisions, anything without consulting the medicine. I'm actually looking to work with him on this project and I have to wait to get his answer because he needs to consult the medicine and see if if it's something that he wants to do. So like, it's, it's, it's that intense. Like he, his life is the medicine and he doesn't even like, like it's, he's so humble and so beautiful. But like when people, talk about him he's like it's not me it's the medicine like he's he always talks about the medicine the medicine the medicine he has nothing to do with it he's what just be... he's just a channel
0: yeah i mean well there's certain people in those positions not saying him by any means but you know ego takes over it's a very mm-hmm. you know it's a very it's a human trait and it doesn't matter what you're doing i mean you've seen it in probably in yoga and other
1: oh spiritual, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: like spiritual um avenues where you know someone gets put on a pedestal whether by themselves or by society and then the ego takes over
1: yeah know? yeah
0: and it's and it's more about them than it is the practice or more about them than it is the medicine and like you said you have to be wary of that because there are in every industry there are charlatans there's there's people that are just opportunistic
1: you yeah know? Uh, And there's, and I've heard of experiences, like a friend of mine was telling me about an ayahuasca. He, he heard of an ayahuasca retreat and um, where the the guy's ego, I mean, he was just, the people were like following him. Like he was a God and, and his ego was so inflated. And he was like, it was scary. It kind of turned me off to doing ayahuasca after seeing that. And I'm like, it's not like that everywhere, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah, Someone gets like a firsthand experience or sees it or, or hears about it in that, in that fashion, it can turn someone off, you know? Yeah. Sure. And some people are, some people are just very, are very, um, was it malleable? Like very, they could be shaped very easily by mm-hmm. certain experiences that they see, or, you know, if they have a bad experience. So yeah, I mean, I know for myself, I'm going to research it because that's something that should not be messed around with as far as just like yeah, doing like the first place that you find or the first person that you find or whatever it is. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna reach out to you when when the time comes as far as you know when I what I wanna do, how I wanna go about it, because you've you've already walked that path somewhat, you know.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm and I'm different with it. Like there's people that, you know, that, that like I said, he has he has he has shaman or the disciples at work and they 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 serve medicine and they serve it for weekends like they'll do weekend retreats and i can't even do that like it's just but that's my preference right i i i feel like i need the whole week to set myself up like a few days and then then take the medicine and then a few days to wean myself off so that i can come back into reality but that's the way i am when it comes to ayahuasca because it's it's intense, like and to prepare yourself mentally, and you have to be in a good place. You don't just want to come out of work and go drink ayahuasca. Like
0: <laughs> I mean, the one place that I know a few people went, I think I might have mentioned it to you before. It's four sittings and yeah. like seven days yeah. or something like that. But you get there and you have to make sure like, like you out? said, like your oh, diet. no, You
1: said Furu, right?
0: Yeah, it's uh in a Oh,
1: okay.
0: I don't wanna, I'm not gonna say the name of it. I don't know. I don't wanna I'm not sure, you know. No, no,
1: you know. No, no, no. I get it.
0: But, okay, um, yeah, no. But it's that's that's seems like a lot. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I haven't done
1: you. I haven't done four sittings. Um, I did uh, the retreats that I go to, and there are some natayadas that, that are where you sit for four. Uh, I've done two, and, and and you know what? Two feels fine for me. Two is perfect.
0: Yeah, um, I, I have to be careful that because sometimes when I do stuff. And I don't know if it's the, the old addict mentality or just, you know, all or nothing, but sometimes I'm like, I want to be shot out of a cannon. Like, I just want to like, like, and I know that sometimes that's a good thing, but sometimes it might not be. So when I get there, I'll, I'll assess my options as far as, you know, my, do I want to do this? Do I want to, you know, ease into it, you know, and, and, and maybe not fly to another country. And because, you know, it's, you have to, like you said, you have to be comfortable with who you're doing with but you also have to respect it and you have to you know be in a place where you're comfortable because you could like your your mindset going into it can can definitely change how the experience goes I'm assuming you know that's how it was it can happen with with mushrooms I've had that experience myself as far as like a happy you know like a happy and a very joyful and a very like elated state when I did them but that was just for fun yeah. And that's because I would had that mindset going into it, you know.
1: Exactly.
0: So I, I understand that you have to respect it and you have to really, I guess, go into it with, you know, I guess and a just because level head, you know.
1: but just because you respect it and love it, it doesn't mean you don't you can't have fun. Like it's it's also well, yeah. you know, it, it's also it's also like life is fun. Life is supposed to be fun. Like we're not supposed to take this so seriously. So I always and, and I learned that my first actually ayahuasca um ceremony uh, the day two ceremony where yeah. we're all done drinking and we're all whatever. And, um, the shaman just starts cracking up and I'm just like, everybody is looking around like, cause you know, people just finished, they're just done like yeah. going through it, like going through the ringer and all, and he's cracking up and we're just like, why are you so laughing? Why are you so, what's so funny? Why are you laughing? Like we want to laugh too. And he was like, life life is fun. Why do we take it so serious? And all of us started dying laughing. Like we're like, because everybody, people are crying from their journey. Like everybody, you're disheveled when you're done. You look like you just literally went through the ringer. And, um, and he just started and everybody just started cracking up. And it was just like, and right there, that moment, I realized like why do we take life so seriously? Like, this isn't supposed to be so serious. Like, yeah, we're supposed to learn our lessons and do our thing. And do, But honestly, like, it's supposed to be fun too. Like, we didn't come here to be miserable. We came here to enjoy. Yeah, that's one know? of
0: my, yeah, my big things is, yeah, why we like, we weren't put here. Like you said, we weren't put here to be miserable. So, like, why, like, whoever your creator is, like, you weren't put here to be tortured. You know, no. you were to have fun and joy. At least, I guess, from, and this is all like, you know, I guess secondhand uh, experiences from people that I've known that have done it. I felt like initially that when you were going into ayahuasca, it was like you were not going to war, but like you had to have your body armor and like you had to like, you know, be prepared because you might see some shit and you might, you know, which you are, but it doesn't mean that you can't treat it as, like you said, as a joyful experience, even though you're going to see some shit.
1: And like you're going you to, you're
0: going to see some shit. like you can.
1: You can even like talk to the medicine. I mean, she's not, she gives you what you need, right? Not what you want. But you know, sometimes she's really sweet. And sometimes like my my second night, this last this last uh, retreat, I literally went in, um, into my journey. And I was like, listen, I had a conversation with her. I was like, my, I started seeing my fiends as the visuals. And I was like, listen, I've learned enough the hard way. Like, I'm ready to learn this shit easy. Like, show it to me softly. And you know what? she was so gentle so soft she showed me and it was so beautiful because all my visions would come in like like a breeze like so soft and gentle and then I would ask her questions and she would answer them really soft and gentle and then like if I could if she couldn't answer a question she'd be like I'm not gonna answer that right now but it was just so beautiful and it was so funny because I was so scared and it's this this I've, I've done it so many times and so many plant medicines. But for some reason, that second night, this class ceremony, I was so scared. I was like, fuck, what did I just get myself into? What is she going to do? Like, what am I going to see? I like had anxiety. Like I had palpitations like before we uh, we drank and I was like, So I drank because I'm like, nope, you're in this, Melissa. Like, you came here to do this. So I drank. And as soon as I started getting visions, I started talking to her. And you know what? She was easy on me. So it's not always that you're going to, like, get it hard. Like, there are days when, I mean, there are days, there'll be ceremonies when she's so sweet with you and so gentle. And she's like, here, I want to show you this you know it's all a matter of what you need at the moment and she'll give you what you need so it's not I don't think it's something to be scared about I mean people some people throw up and some people poop like crazy Uh, some people don't you know some people don't ever throw up or don't you know and they just they just some people sleep through it like it's just you never know the journey that you're going to go through but no matter what she's doing the work and and you come back a changed person, even if you don't see it right away. And I learned that with my first ceremony is that I didn't realize how different I was till a year. Cause they say ayahuasca works on you for a year till a year later, I looked back at my life and I was like, holy shit, I am completely different. I am a whole different person than the person I was a year ago. And it was like, and I didn't even notice it happening. It just happens. My whole life changed. So plant medicine is, it's great.
0: It's amazing. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm very much drawn to it. It's going to happen, you know, and and it's just like you, like you said too, like when, I guess when it, when you hear it or when it's clear, you're going to, you know, that you're ready. It's just for me, no, I'm, 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 I know I want to, I'm just waiting for the right time or, or, or I'm listening for, you know, the signs and the, and the messages that tell me when it's ready because I feel it, but I don't, there's still something kind of, holding me back or
1: and it could be fear yeah I, I, yeah and you know what sometimes you have to just jump um I felt like
0: similar to like this podcast just do, do it, it right? like just,
1: exactly exactly but I went my first time doing ayahuasca I had no idea what it was and just the name someone mentioned the name and it was like my ears like stood up and I was like I need to do that I didn't know what it, I had no, no idea no reference Not I've never even heard of it the minute they told me the name, she, it was like, she grabbed me. She was just like, Oh, it's your turn, baby. <laughs> and I was like, Holy crap. I have to do that. And then when I would tell people, this is how I went in. And you're, you're going in with more information than I did. And maybe that's the, that's where the fear comes in. Yeah. I when so. I would tell people, yeah. W- people would be like, are you fucking crazy? You're going to do that. And I'm like, Oh, I can't, don't tell me about it. Don't talk to me about it. I didn't do yeah. any research, Kyle. Like I, I wouldn't Google it. I wouldn't do anything. Cause I was like, I'm going to scare myself. If I do that, I'm going to scare myself and then I'm not going to do it. And then I booked the retreat like right away. And I was like, all right, now I booked it. I got my airline tickets. I, I knew once I got my airline ticket, there was no going back. I got my airline ticket. That was pre-COVID when you could just return your airline ticket. But (laughs) I got my airline ticket and I was like, I'm on, I'm in. Like I, and I didn't learn any, I didn't want to find out anything about it. Just people would tell me like, it's crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy. So when I went in, it was so beautiful because I went in literally with a learner's mind. Like I had, I had no, nothing, no reference, no nothing. And so my experience to me, and I, that was my most beautiful experience was so organic because I wasn't there with fear. I wasn't there with anything. I had no knowledge of what I was doing and same with Bufo, same with San Pedro. Like every time I do plant medicine for the first time, I go in without knowing anything just because I want to, I want to really experience it and I don't want my ego to get involved and I don't want my fear and all that stuff to take control. So.
0: Yeah. That's how I would, uh, I guess, understand, how I understand that is like similar to my experience when I did a, my trek in Corsica. And I went with my friend who's a shaman. And literally like, if you look up the, the trek, people say it takes a mixture of bravado and ignorance because it's like bravado, like, you know, I'm gonna do this, you know, I like, you know, not machismo, but just like, I'm gonna do it. Like, I don't care. But it yeah. comes from that place of not knowing what you're getting yourself into. Not, not saying that's a good or a bad thing. It's just, you're not overloading yourself with information so that you can start to formulate, you know, ideas and concepts that you have no idea about because you haven't done it and it's the same i've i know enough now where it's like sometimes i'm like i don't know maybe like because of just other people's experiences
1: exactly exactly and it
0: starts to create this i don't want to say it just starts to create this 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 idea in your head and it doesn't mean it's bad or good it's just
1: I get it. I get it because no. I, I feel like the first ceremony was my most beautiful, my most organic, my most. But after that, I am scared shitless every ceremony I go into because you hear people's stories, and then yeah. like even just my first couple of ceremonies, like afterwards, people will be like, "Oh my god, did you? What happened to you?" I did it, and then they tell you their nightmare story. Or you're just like, oh, I don't want that to happen to me. And then yeah, you, and you it's hear people planted in your head exactly and that's why i mean i'm i'm listen i'm always scared shitless but that's just who i am like i'm the type of person that i'm just like all right let's do this and i'll drink it and i'm just like that's it like i'm here i'm here like this is what i'm here for like and so um but kyle it's not it doesn't get better. i know like
0: you anybody <laughs> else's experience obviously doesn't have to be yours
1: not at all, at Not because you're not, because it's yeah. not, because your experience is so genuine. Everything about your experience, your life experience, everything yeah. that you're coming in with. I mean, you've done work. You know, some people come in with no work. Some people mm-hmm. come in with drug addictions. Some people come in, they're, they're, they're you know, womanizers or, or abusive or, you know, they come in with no work. And, and that's the one thing, one of my friends, she put me at ease. She's like, Melissa, all you do is work do you think that you're going to go in here and get beat up by ayahuasca? You work so freaking hard all the time. She's like, you're going to be fine. And I was like, I know, but you still think about it. Like you still yeah. think about the stuff you hear, yeah. but I haven't, I haven't once like bodily, like physically it's been hard on me, but physical for me is, I mean, I mean, I have a high tolerance for pain and physical,
0: <laughs> physical yeah, stuff. I, I, so, yeah
1: yeah so i don't like the physical i mean it sucks like you know the throwing up and the having to run to the bathroom every five seconds but that so that has been hard on me and that's that you know that's also part of the healing because you purge you purge you mm. know the stuff that's inside of you um but as far as the visions the pintas, i have yet to experience anything that was that was like where i was like i never want to go back you know what right. i mean like it was never it was never traumatic actually they've always been very beautiful i, I be, when i tell you i like beautiful only one time in san pedro did i have this weird vision and it was like a bunch of women crawling towards me and their faces looked like leeches leeches and it was like they wanted to like eat me or suck me dry and that was like the craziest vision i've ever had but other than that like it's always been very beautiful
0: yeah i mean yeah and it's personal to you so Exactly. Yeah, and it it seems like from 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 the plant medicine and just you said you know working on yourself for what over nineteen years more than oh my gosh yeah more than that you know and it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, you can attest to that. I can attest to that. People that are doing the work can attest to that. But for the people out there listening, you know, I want them to if they're struggling, if they're lost, if they're not sure uh, what they should be doing. I, I mean, would you, off, what would you offer them as far as I could say advice or maybe tools or just, it doesn't have to be a long list because there probably is a long list of things that people could be doing, but yeah. in your view, just maybe if it's like, a I don't know, an elevator pitch or, you know, like yeah. a short, you know, synopsis of, of things that you feel are most beneficial, most important tools or, 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 you know, just life lessons that you've learned yeah. that you would impart on somebody that might be struggling
1: so my uh, this is, it's very simple it's so simple and I and I say this to everyone um, because I don't have the answers uh, but if you believe in a higher power or your spirit guides your angels whatever it is that you believe in the universe whatever it is if you believe in that ask for guidance because the thing is, We come into this incarnation and we have all the tools within us. We have everything within us. And we also have free will and free will is a bitch because we get to choose what we want to take, what road we want to take. And the thing that a lot of us forget is that we also have guides. We have, we have whatever you call it. Is it the universe? Is it God? Is it Ryan Gosling? Whatever you pray to. You have, they, it, 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 it's there to guide you. So whenever you feel, and I, and this was, this is actually one of the things that brought me to where I'm at today. And I do it and I still do it. Like anytime I'm going through a hard time is I sit there and I sit, I have an altar and I sit there in prayer, sometimes crying, sometimes like on my knees because I'm done and I'm tired because we all go through it. And I'm just like, just tell me what to do. Give me guidance. I just need the guidance. Show me what I need to read. Tell me, give me the book. Show me what I need to watch. Like, is there something? Just show me the way. I just need clarity. And I'll sit there and I pray. And you know, many times I'll get like a book will fall off a, a shelf or out of the blue, a book. Cause I love books. So it always comes in books. A book will like peek out of like all my stack of books. And I'm just like, Oh, and I'll open that book or a friend will call me out of the blue and be like, Hey, Melissa, I was thinking about you Da 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 da, and will tell me exactly what I need to hear. And it's just like, but you have to be open to that guidance. And the only way that guidance is going to come is if you ask for it. So my, my one word of advice, especially if you're struggling, especially if you don't know what to do or or where to go, or, you know, how to start this path, just ask for guidance. And, and if you open yourself up to it and you have to be open to it, it's going to show up, it's going to show up. There is the, the universe never says no to us. This is the thing that people don't understand. The universe or God never says no to us. Anything, we're a bunch of spoiled brats. We get anything that we want. We just have to ask for it. And the universe is there to give it to us.
0: I really, yeah, I really like what you said about having the tools and everything within us because I feel like a lot of society lives in this place of like deficiency. Like I don't have this, I don't have mm. this. So, and that causes people to, to, to look externally,
1: exactly. you know, and not
0: externally. I mean, externally, it could be material. It could be another person. It could be any, because I don't think when you, when you said, when you ask your your guides or you ask a higher power, you may think that's external but that's within you.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, so yeah.
0: Like, when you're asking, you know, whoever it is, whatever it is, it's really, you're asking for it, but but you're asking what, whatever's within you.
1: What's, what's within and, you, your higher self. And, and so many people we... are just like
0: grasping on the external.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we are the microcosm of the macrocosm. So, yeah. so, I mean, they say it in the Bible: God made us it as a reflection of Him. He, we are God. Like, I mean, you see the tattoo on my chest. We are God. All of us are God. We are. We are. Uh, what was the word I used the other day? I just told a friend of mine this because he was going through a hard time, and I sent him this beautiful message. But we're pretty much a reflection of yeah. of Him. We are him her god goddess whatever you call i mean we are so when you when you pray for guidance it's it's your higher self that's giving you guidance you know it's a, it's you it's a part of you
0: yeah and people don't tr- and people don't trust that's the thing and they when you lack trust you lack faith you lack hope you know you're going to grasp at whatever you can when like you said everything is within you like we've been equipped with everything that we need and i'm not i'm not um excluded from that because I've had times when I was grasping when I was looking in the external because I didn't know yeah I was never taught that or I was never my like my mind wasn't on that wavelength like I wasn't looking for uh I wasn't like trying to figure out like where my source was or where where things were coming from because I just I was distracted I mean obviously when I was younger I was never brought up that way yeah yeah an active addiction I was you know, the furthest from myself, I was disassociated from me, because of all that. Yeah. Over time, I started to realize that, like, why are you looking so much in the external? Like, why are you trying to find solace in a person or a book? And I'm not saying these things aren't good tools, but it has to start with you. With
1: you. Well, the the beauty is that, you know, we also and 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 all of us. I mean, Kyle, you do, I do. I mean, I, I, I'll tell you, there are moments when I am. I feel like I'm literally broken, and yeah. I have to go in front of my altar and just sit there and pray, or you know, or whatever it is. But it's part of this, and we forget, and it and it's and it's it's the it's a forgetfulness, and this is part of the human experience. So you also have to have compassion for yourself. You also have to yes. honor that and honor the fact that. You know, we are here for this human experience. We are here so that we can feel these things that we feel because where we come from, there is none of this. So we literally are here to feel Mm -hmm. all of these feels that we're feeling, right? And so we have to honor that human experience. And the beauty about spirituality is that when you start working with this, you start becoming aware. And this is where it becomes beautiful because now when you're feeling those feelings, you become aware. You don't become those feelings. You become aware of those yeah. feelings. You, you can see the feelings in front of you. It's like you are, um, you're not the feeling you're the person that sees the feeling happening. So, That's what spirituality is. And that's the beauty of it. And then you can separate yourself from that. And then from that place of separation, from that place of awareness, that's when you can go within and see. And, you know, sometimes it takes a book to remind you, like, hey, this is who you truly are. Mm -hmm. Or a friend's phone call that says, hey, Melissa, you're a goddess. Like, why are you doing? Okay. And then you wake up, like, or plant medicine or whatever it is. But all of this stuff, is it making something that you don't already have? It's it's just reminding you. It's like you know uh, there is this, and I've and I've used this plenty of times on my on my um, my whatever my video blog or my blog um, about you know Michelangelo. They asked, they had a, uh, they interviewed Michelangelo. He's the famous sculptor, you know. And they were like, Michelangelo, how how do you create these masterpieces? How do you how do you create such beautiful masterpieces? And he goes the masterpiece is already in the stone i just have to chip away at the excess marble and it's it's what we are like we are already the masterpiece within us it's all within us we just sometimes have to chip away at the excess marble and that's the shit of social conditioning that's you know i'm not enough all that stuff that's layered on us all these thoughts and these and these th- thoughts of scarcity or these thoughts of of um, um know, I'm not enough or whatever it is, all these things, these limiting beliefs, all this stuff is just piled on us. And every now and then we just got to chip away at them. And, but it's okay. The point is to become aware that they're there and become aware that that's not the truth of who you are, because the truth of who you are is a God or a goddess. You know what I mean? People
0: and you pretty much, you you said what I uh, was, was something else that I wanted to talk about, you know, briefly, but it's the like spiritual bypassing and you're that chipping away is like doing like you know the shadow work you know yes. deep into the corners of like your your soul and your being where like you know the stuff that you don't want to you know work on is or you don't want to address is and people you know I I mean I don't know if you've gotten this before and I mean I have a little bit but you know people always think that it's like love and light and it's always oh know, yeah 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 you know smiles and happiness but It's not, it's not at all. Like (laughs) like you said, like you'll run to your altar crying. Like I've had times where I'm I'm like, I just like sit in a room, a dark room and I meditate and I just have to like, just like shut myself off. And yes, tears come down. I mean, I've had tears come out when I've done yoga sometimes because there's, you know, it's, it's just, there's things that are overwhelming.
1: Uh you know. And
0: once I figure out what those are, yeah, I'm going to work on them, but it's not always it's not always happiness it's not always it's not always love and light and like that's that whole like new age spirituality what that a lot of people are i don't want to say they're they're portraying but because i don't want to speak about anybody else's past but that's what i see yeah and it's with this with the light you know you got to work on the dark
1: well and, and not everybody knows how to and, no. and people think that spiritual bypass is the way to do it and it's funny cuz that's a, it's very real spiritual bypass is very real It is about, and I didn't realize you know, it Oh no. god it's so and it's like no my life is great my life is perfect no it's not <laughs> No no it's not and it's okay that it's not this it's, is Yeah exactly bypass. Yeah and people spiritually bypass because they think and this is the sad thing about spirituality it's funny cuz me and my friend Haji we call it um spiritual gentrification right these like fake spiritual people come in and they're like it's all love and light life. life is great I'm here and I'm peace I'm always peace and you're just like no yo no that's not even possible and you know i i have i I'm so fortunate I have an amazing group of spiritual um women that I that I with, that I do everything with and we always talk about that and we get, let ourselves be human and that's the importance of having good friends is that they allow you to be human and that even though sometimes you can be petty as fuck like sometimes like i'll go through something and i'm just like and i'll call one of my girlfriends like i'm going through this and they're like all right and i'm like but i want to be petty right now i want to sit in my shit i want to talk crap i want to do this and they're like cool we'll do this we'll do this with you but i'm not sitting in that hole for long with you like we'll do it for a minute you can let it out and then we're going to really do the work because, you know, sometimes you need to do that. And sometimes you're not ready to do the work when you want to do the work. Like I've had situations where, you know, I want to forgive someone. And, and a friend of mine reminded me because I, it was killing me inside, that I just couldn't forgive this person. And I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I can't forgive them. And you know what my friend said? She was like, well, maybe you're not ready. And I was like, wait, wait, I'm allowed to not be ready to forgive somebody? Yeah. Like, that's a thing? I thought I wasn't allowed because I'm spiritual. Like I was to be ready to forgive like at a dime. Like you say something to me, I'm forgiving you immediately because I'm spiritual. How it works. No. no. And so, you know, I have to be reminded of these things too. And she was like, no, you, 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 you can take your time. You don't have to forgive right away. You can sit in it, but you can't sit in it forever. You have to sit in it until you're ready. And when you're ready, you'll know it. Cause it'll be like, all right, enough already, enough. I'm done. Right. I'm ready to forgive, you know? But it's like, we can't, it's not, it's not instant. Like, it's not like, oh, no, no. That's, and it's- I mean, it's that's
0: how so some fair. things are portrayed whether it's social media, whether it's just the industry now.
1: But that's, that's our life as a whole. That's, that's us as a society. We want instant gratification all the time. Yeah. So we want to pretend that everything is instant. Well, I'm going to be spiritual because it's instant. I'm going to be happy. You know, yeah. no, no, honey, that's yeah. work.
0: That's, it's funny. You, we, we weaved here because that was like kind of one of my last things I wanted to touch on, um, was, you know, on your journey. And I know the answer to this because I feel like we are on the same page, but, you know, you obviously still work on yourself on a daily basis. You know, and, and people think once you get to a certain place, like I I equated to, you know, in recovery, you never say you're recovered because if you say you're recovered, then you say I'm done. Like I've made it, I'm here, I'm good. And I'm sure you can attest to this and it resonates with you that our, our work is never done. Never. You know, like if you feel like you're done, then, then there's some, something has to be wrong because it's always a constant work on yourself. Cause things come up, you know, new things, old things, you know? So do you feel like you work on your? I mean, I, I know the answer, but do you feel like you yes. work on yourself on a daily basis?
1: Constantly yeah. minute by minute. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because it's never done. And I always tell everyone, I'm like, you know, <laughs> this spirituality is like the most beautiful mind fuck ever. Right. Yeah. Cause you think you'll work with like yeah. this one thing. There's this, there's this thing that I've been working on that I've been working on for since the beginning, you know, and, and I, and I equate it to like this blooming onion. Right. And mm-hmm. so I like get that like layer, that outside layer out. And I'm just like, okay, I'm done. And then something else will present itself that is the same problem, but wrapped differently. And it's another layer. And I'm like, all right, we're going to work on this layer now. And I work on it. And then I'm like, all right, I'm good. And then something else. And it's like, what? It's and like this like whack a yeah it's, it doesn't end and yeah. so this is my most recent thing like my most recent alter cry is like this this same issue presented itself in such a unique package that i was like all right god really <laughs> like and i just got on my knees and i'm just like dude i'm done this lesson like i'm so done this lesson i don't want to learn it anymore like i feel like i've i've, I've learned every part of it like Stop presenting it in different ways. And, and in just like that, the thought came to me. It was like a download, like you're not, and you're never gonna be done this lesson because you really need to see who you are. And the lesson is basically who I am. And I sometimes feel like I know it. And I'm just yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm good. I'm divine. I'm a goddess. I have a tattooed on my chest, like I'm good. And then, um and then it shows me. like Yeah,
0: God is a very interesting sense of humor and yeah. yeah like if you're <laughs> yeah. if you think you're done with something or you think you don't want to do something it's going to be pushed into your peripheral like into your vision like
1: and it's and it's beautiful and i say it's a beautiful mindfuck cuz you know what sometimes when you're in it you're like ah oh. but when you get over it like when you when you finally master that lesson it
0: beautiful.
1: is such a good feeling and that's like, the beauty like, of
0: it like that's how it was. I like, people ask me about my Vipassana, like the silent meditation, like the silent retreat. They say retreat. Mm-hmm. It's not a retreat, but I, it's like, I know what you
1: mean. I know what you mean. I want to do it by the way. But yeah. But ahead. it's like
0: a beautiful struggle because it's a, it's a struggle. Like you are shown yourself. Like you are like, it's, you're in it. Like you are like, and, but at the end of it, it's so beautiful because once you make it through, you're like, it's just like so many things open up and all I can all, the only way I can describe it is it's beautiful. And you go through it and you're just like when you're going through it, you're like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. And once you start to go through it more, it becomes a little bit easier, a little bit, I don't say easier, but becomes a little bit more, you know, um palatable. You know, you can you can you can work on it. And then once you get to the other side, you're like, fuck, like, yeah. this is amazing, you know, uh, and people there's a lot of people short-sighted and they don't play the whole tape of how it could end up if they actually, you know face themselves, listen to the signs, do the work because instant gratification, like you said, they don't, the work, they want something right then and there. Just give it to me now and and yeah. leave all the work on the side. And it's not how it works. No, you
1: know? not at all. Not at all. And the thing is, is that, Nothing is instant, and you know there's a quote that that you that you hear. You know, I I can't tell you it's gonna be easy, but I can promise you that you're gonna love it, like yeah. that it's gonna be wonderful. And it and it's exactly what's what it is. Like this work, it's not easy. No. But when you get over and you master that one lesson, the first one you master, and you realize, because it's all of it, the all the lessons that we're trying to learn is exactly ultimately all. To lead us to our divinity, to lead us to the truth of who we are, right? And once you get a little closer and you get to taste a little bit of the truth of who you are, oh my God, that is so sweet, so freaking sweet. And then you're and then you go back and then you start, you have to you have to take another step. And the next step isn't so easy, but then you get to taste again the truth of who you are, and you're like, wow, this is good. And then you know, but it is not easy. It's, no, not. it's not easy,
0: not easy at all. Um no. Feel but like it it's be beautiful
1: awesome. and it's so worth it so worth
0: it it is it is
1: wait
0: i feel like <laughs> i was looking at the time and i'm like i feel like we could do this forever like forever not forever but i feel like you know we it just it's just the vibe we can go back and forth on so many tangents and so many things will definitely have to be a part two and a part three down the line unless you want me <laughs> to come on yours when you have a podcast because you should have one but you know yes. eventually right um <laughs> <laughs> but the last thing I wanted to ask you, and this is one of the things that I want to make, you know, make it a staple in my podcasts and stuff. And it, and it doesn't have to, I, stay away from cliches. Stay away yeah, yeah. from like, you know, you know what people want to hear. But the one question I had is, what are you grateful for today? What's something that you're grateful for today? And it can be like, it happened yesterday or like during this week, but like just one thing, that you know you are grateful for. So
1: I always and, and I'm going I'm going to talk a minute before I tell you because I always I do this work every night before I go to bed I, I try to list at least 5 things that I'm grateful for that are unique to that day. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. practice that uh, people write it on paper but I usually yeah. just mentally like say it in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I am grateful for that is unique to this day is I'm grateful for the experiences that I have. I'm grateful for wait, I said one thing, right? I'm grateful for the experiences that I have that teach me the lessons that I'm learning in order to become the truth of who I am. And and I and I'm thinking of one experience in general, but it's just like every day I get I get confronted or or I get to see a new experience that gets to, and, I'm, and I'm so grateful for that because I feel like I'm so fortunate to be able to have that. I always get an experience that just shows me who I am, who I am. Like this is who you truly are, Melissa. So I'm grateful for that.
0: And I should probably answer my own question, shouldn't I?
1: You should. You should. What are you grateful?
0: For? I know, I know. And I'm like, I was thinking of, I was trying to listen to you fully, but in the back of my head I'm like, what am I grateful for? Like what am I grateful for? And like, <laughs> it's yes, I get it. So, like yeah. that's like my my moniker. That's like who I am and 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 whatnot. But today, if I had to choose something that I'm grateful for, it's the ability to be still. Mm-hmm. Um, because I started to incorporate on Sundays more of a yin yoga practice because yin is like the antithesis of what I do. I'm I'm doing Ashtanga yoga, I'm very active, I'm moving. And the yin that I'm doing, you're like in a pose for like five minutes. And today in my pose and I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was it was this morning. I was thinking about what I need to do later on. I need to do the laundry. I need to make my salad. I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. And I'm like, Kyle, chill the fuck out. Come to this moment and like be here because like yes. when I'm still, sometimes, you know, the the my mind starts your body's still, your mind starts to work because you don't want to just be still. Yeah. And, after like the second or third pose of me sitting in it for like 5 minutes i actually was like in the moment and i wasn't in the moment for the whole time but it got gradually better and better and i'm just like grateful that i'm i'm able to recognize that i need more stillness in my life and that i surrender to it
1: mm. because
0: i'm always on the go you know yeah. i'm always on the move and to be able to be still even if it's for 60 seconds where i'm just focusing on my breath during yoga like it, it's a win and I'm grateful that I'm aware of it, but I also like we talked about like that I did something about it. And exactly. I didn't just like gloss over it and say, oh yeah, I'm aware, but I'm not gonna do anything about it. You know, I yeah, actually yeah. like put in the work. So for me today, it's the ability to be still and to surrender to that stillness.
1: So. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's a good feeling.
0: But before we go, I just, I mean, and I know this isn't a visual, I mean, it's visual because we have the zoom, but it's not visual to the people listening. But that's the new tattoo, right?
1: Oh yeah, that's the new tattoo. It's just the outline. So he still has to do the um, he still has to do the shadowing and stuff. The I shading. can't
0: believe it. Like you, po- like I, I want to say you poached my artist because I showed I introduced <laughs> you to him, and now like I'm seeing on like I'm seeing on like Instagram that you're there, and I'm like, look at this girl. Like, and then she got <laughs> a friend going there too, <laughs> and I hit her up, and I was like, yo, you going to my man too? I was like, yo. <laughs> I need to know about this. Like, cause like I'm itching to go get another one. And this girl's there right now. Like, she Uh just totally stole him. Oh my
1: God. He's amazing. Like, you can't know. Yeah, I know. But I could
0: see it, right? That looks fresh. And it's like, yeah,
1: yeah. So he just had to do the shadowing. But he's not only an amazing artist, he's an amazing person just overall.
0: Yeah. So I need to go. I'm like,
1: we talked about it. I, I need to get. I want. I, I was
0: thinking about it last night. I'm like, I don't want to do my other leg because my left leg is is is. After getting my right leg down, I'm like, I don't want to do my whole left leg. So the only next place is is the back, and I'm just like, actually, it's interesting because like that, that tiger. I was thinking about getting like a huge tiger. I have to think about it, but it's but yeah. a
1: lion. It's a lion, but yeah,
0: lion. I mean, that's what I mean. I want a huge lion on my back, but yeah, well. Yeah. I got to talk to him. But next time you go, let me know. I'll try to, I'll try to coordinate. Cause I need, even if I get something small, I have the itch. I need something.
1: Well, you know? next time we go, sorry to tell you, he said, he's only going to see me and my little sister. So <laughs> he's like, cause he booked something. That's why he could only do the outline. Yeah. So he was like, you guys come so far. So he's like, next time I'm just going to leave my day open to the both of you. I mean, I'm sure he'd see you
0: too. But I mean, if you had the whole day and you weren't, I mean, I could be like, yo, Woods, can I come in at the end? Like, we'll I'm see. sure. I'm sure. Yeah.
1: I'd be like, it's Kyle.
0: He's coming in. He'd be yeah, like, yeah. But it are coming. Good. We're looks going to 15.
1: If you really want to go, we're doing the 15 because I gotta okay. get this. I'm waiting a month to, for it to heal, and then I'm gonna go get it. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. I know. I. I. I, I need to. I'm like. Ugh. I mean, I it's don't want so, that I, journey on the back. Is like a. It's a journey. So.
1: It is. I mean, he's doing my. He's gonna do my back too. And then I told him he's. I'm. I'm gifting him. My whole left arm. I you was have like, this- so
0: much empty space. There, I feel jealous because I'm like, oh, I'm <laughs> like done already. Ugh.
1: I know. I told him, I'm like, I'm like, and guess what, Winston? Since you're so amazing, I'm gifting you this arm. It's <laughs> like you could do whatever you want on it.
0: Ah, uh, yes. I'm. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna go soon. Mm-hmm. So, I want to thank you for for joining me today. And thank is you. there anything that you want to plug, shout out before we? And this to the people out there so you can you know let people to let people know like where to find you and whatnot the floor yeah. is yours
1: thank you thank you so you can find me on instagram at the underscore spiritual underscore misfit and on facebook as melissa romero dash the spiritual misfit um that's pretty much it and then i just started a clubhouse. Also, I think it's Spiritual Misfit. Uh, I'll be doing some rooms soon. Maybe we'll get into a room together, Kyle. Yeah, I
0: but guess the I next definitely... step is like that.
1: I know. I know. It's like nonstop. And you know, I'm at this place right now where I'm so like, social media is not my thing. Yeah. Like, I'm so tired of it. So like even doing the clubhouse feels like so much work, but I, but I love it because I like to, you know, I have, I have so many people that you know, I speak to and I feel like I touch and you know, having and, and just getting this, even what you do, and I tell you all the time, like just keep doing what you're doing. You're like touching people, you're changing. And you know what? Sometimes you don't even realize how many people's lives you're changing yeah. until one day you're like walking somewhere. And even just yesterday at Wood Spot, one of his tattoo artists, he's like, Yo, I love what you do. Like I follow you. I'm like, Do you? <laughs> you know, like it's like you don't even know. There's yeah. so many people that and people come up to me all the time and they're just like, Yo, your words, like they just changed my life. And I'm just like, I never even seen you before. Yes. Like you like, so like just continue and to just be out there because you know, we're literally doing God's work. Like we are literally out there, you know, telling people, showing people that, you know, this this is possible. It's and it's beautiful and mm-hmm. it's great and it's available to you too, you yeah, know.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I'll mm-hmm. and I'll shout out your stuff too, you know, after on with the bio and stuff like that. I'll get it down but um
1: yeah
0: <laughs> but uh but yeah thank you so much I mean thank we went you. we went over an hour but I mean I couldn't how stop long it. have
1: we been I didn't even see I
0: couldn't I couldn't I couldn't stop it I think <laughs> it, it was it was very informative and I think that people will enjoy it because we're it's two people coming from you know an authentic place yeah, you know? and, yeah. and showing our true selves not trying to sugarcoat stuff and trying no. to make it all just love and light. It's the real deal shit it's, too. So
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So thank you.
1: Thank you, Kyle. Love you so much. Love, love you too. On. Love you too. You're awesome. And
0: I will talk to you soon.
1: <laughs> all right. Bye.
0: Honey. All right, girl. First and foremost, I want to thank each and every one of you who dedicated your time, your energy and your space today to listen to this podcast. I also want you to thank yourself for allowing yourself to be here today. And one more special shout out goes to Melissa Romero for taking her time out from her busy schedule to sit down and talk about her spiritual journey, her experiences with plant medicine, and how gratitude shows up in her life. So once again, a big thanks to Melissa Romero, and if you didn't catch it in the, in the episode, you could find her on Instagram at the underscore spiritual underscore misfit, and on Facebook, Melissa Romero dash the spiritual misfit. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so that you can be notified when a new episode comes out. And if you want to reach out to me, provide me with some feedback, You know, have a conversation, you can always reach me at kylethegrateful at gmail.com or my Instagram, kylethegrateful. And if you just want to check out some of my recipes, some of my blog posts, you can go to my website, www.kylethegrateful.com. Have an amazing day, everybody. Have an amazing night. And always remember to be grateful no matter what. I'll talk to you soon.